people are gonna come here because they want to play and they want to win. Belly. I just like two that. chicken fillets, two fillets. <laughs> Jay, Jay, two chicken fillets. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. What's up, guys? We're back for another episode of the Big Cat Chat podcast. We're back for episodes like 27, 28, something like that. We weren't here last week. Sean was out of town. Some big news happened. Of course, that, that's how it has to go. All the all. All the bombs have to drop when we're at it when we can't film. So, yep. either way, we're here now. Uh, we should be back next week and the week after that, unless stuff happens. Either way, uh, first things first. Uh, it's Christmas week, so Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, Merry Christmas, celebrate. Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that jazz. Yeah, if you whatever you celebrate, Happy insert. Happy that. Happy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a. We got a good podcast episode here because, you know, this is what gets views uh, when turmoil happens. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get this going. Urban Meyer got fired. Our last, episode our last episode title was Should Urban Meyer Be Fired? And he was fired. So uh, not saying the Jaguars listen to the podcast, not saying the Jaguars read our, my articles, not saying any of that, but I am saying it. So uh, thank you, Shad Khan, for watching <laughs> not, and reading. I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm not saying it, but I'm not not saying it. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go ahead and first go over everything that happened uh, this past week with Urban Meyer. And even though it's all stuff we know, it's just fun to go over it. First things first, the, the big report that came out from Tom Pelissero that basically was the big bomb that dropped, even though some people think it was the Josh Lambeau situation. I think this was the bomb that really dropped and had a bigger effect on things. But we'll start from point one. Receiver Marvin Jones, one of the locker room's most respected mild-mannered veterans, became so angry with Meyer's public and private criticism of the receiver group that he left the facility until other staff members convinced him to come back. And then when he came back, he had a heated argument with Meyer during practice. So Urban Meyer denied all that happened, but Urban Meyer is a pathological liar, habitual liar. And so, and Marvin Jones did not deny it. He said it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a heated he said argument. They had an incident, but they settled it like men. Which is basically they had it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, Mar like like the article says, Marvin Jones is one of normally the chill guys, leader guys. So you know, if you pissed him off. I guarantee everybody else was pissed. Oh, and when Urban Meyer got fired, DJ Chark put just on his story a praying emoji. That was it. <laughs> Literally. Did he, did he end up deleting it? I don't know. I, I saw it live, and I didn't check later on. But uh, it literally was a black screen with just one prayer emoji. Thank God, man. He said, I don't play big enough, man. <laughs> That's what he said. He got my face every day at practice, man. Oh, he did, for real. I'm surprised he didn't kick Chark, because Playboy Chark's hurt. <laughs> he kept kicking him and it kept just deteriorating deteriorating his, his what did he hurt again uh he broke his or the first injury he had was he broke his was it pinky or thumb and then after that what he broke his, what was his season ending injury ankle i believe yeah see our mark probably kept kicking him in the ankles and then his ankles kept getting weaker and weaker and weaker and then done <sighs> urban meyer should go to jail for that i'm just kidding <laughs> 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 he should go to jail for robbery if we're honest here but I digress. Yeah. Uh, next thing on the list is during a staff meeting, Meyer delivered a biting message that he's a winner and his assistant coaches are losers. 
Keep in mind, these are the same guys he hired, he picked. Yeah. Uh, according to several people informed of the contents of the meeting, he challenged each coach individually to explain when they've ever won and forcing them to defend their resumes. Fun fact, Darrell Bevel said he won a Super Bowl. but Which they should have done in the interview process <laughs> to begin with. Did Dar was it ever confirmed that Darrell Bevel actually did say that he won a Super Bowl? I don't know. I'm just saying, if if cool. anybody defended their resumes, he's everybody should be like, "Well, yeah, I got the, I got a ring, bitch." You don't. <laughs> well, you do, just not an NFL ring. I just think it's hilarious on that because if anybody's a loser, it's or, I mean, half the coaching staff is a bunch of losers, and Meyer's not wrong on that, but yeah, he's also he was, a loser. Yeah, apparently he was mostly talking about the offensive staff, which you know, not wrong, but also there's a weird thing. So that's that's not it. That's not how you do things. One, two, you're a loser too, and you three, them. you hired them. <laughs> like, this guy's insane. And then the last big note from this article was contrary to public statements that it was injury related. Meyer did order James Robinson's benching after the opening drive fumble in last week. Well, a couple weeks ago, road loss to the Rams, and then he had running backs coach Bernie Parmesan cheese. Stop Robinson from re-entering the game, insisting that Carlos Hyde, who played for Urban Meyer at Ohio State, as we all know, stay in. Only after Trevor Lawrence questioned Meyer on the sideline did Robson was Robinson allowed to re-enter the game. So basically, hardcore evidence that he lied. Yeah, and then he admitted to it. Yeah, he admitted there. he's doing during his PR run he's on right now, trying yeah, to save himself, making himself look worse, in my opinion. Yeah, he's he's going on this PR run saying he's heartbroken and all this other stuff. I'm glad he's gone. That's all I gotta say about it, really. Then the Shad Khan released the statement. Well, actually, we'll get to the statement after. Uh, then a day or two after that, Josh Lambeau hit a 70-yard field goal from <laughs> from Tampa, Florida. Uh, <laughs> he went on an interview with uh, a Tampa Bay reporter. Why Tampa Bay reporter? No idea, but. Either way. Is that where he lives at? No, he lives in Jacksonville. <laughs> I, I don't know. But he went to him and he reported that Urban Meyer once kicked him during warm-ups and told him, Hey, dipshit, make your fucking kicks. Um, in the 90s, that would have been cool. But, <laughs> Tom uh, Coughlin probably did that a couple times. Tom Coughlin probably was smiling like this when he read the article. <laughs> Tom Coughlin's like, my boy. <laughs> That's Goddamn my boy right. right there. Goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can't do that <laughs> in 2021. And he said it was like a medium kick, and then Urban apparently Josh Lambeau said he got up and said, "Don't, don't fucking kick me." And Meyer said, "I'm the head ball coach. I can kick you wherever the fuck I want." <laughs> what kind of shit is that, man? This is like that shit works in college, bro. These are grown ass men, bro. I can't kick a professional athlete, especially Lambeau, who's like 30 years, like almost was he 30 years old? He is one of the best percentages kicking wise. I know he was struggling, but he still has one of the best resume kicker resumes in NFL history. Urban Meyer broke his confidence, man. Exactly, and Urban he got Meyer. and he got divorced from his wife. But we won't go into that. <laughs> but it's like TMZ over here. <laughs> Grown ass men though, and making millions of dollars, and you're kicking him. I think at the end of the day, Urban couldn't adjust to coaching professional athletes and he treated it like he was still coaching kids in college it's and just like don't fly around here cuz 
it's just like um, Nick Saban. Remember when people there were reports that Miami players almost fought him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying you can't you can't talk to these grown ass men getting paid more or the same amount as you any way you want to talk to them. Exactly. They're gonna choke you out. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like Urban Meyer. I bet he didn't talk to Jahad Ward like that. I bet he didn't go up to Jahad Ward and go, "Hey, dipshit, make a sack." No, Jahad Ward would have bitch slapped his ass all over the field. <laughs> Jihad Ward would have tackled that man like he tackled uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville wouldn't have been the one getting tackled. It would have been Urban. Some other yeah, things. Like League sources said Urban Meyer alienated all three levels of the building. Players, coaches, personnel. He told coaches every week he was going to fire their ass. And now Meyer is fired instead. Darrell Bevel being named interim coach is wildly popular in the Jaguars building. Uh, replacement of Urban Meyer, or replacement for Urban Meyer, viewed as polar opposite in terms of leadership style, described as collegial, hardworking by league sources, and yeah, that's the main report. Now let's get to Shad Khan's statement. Darrell Bevel will serve as serve as interim head coach. He's already zero and one for if, get that out of the way. So we don't have to we don't have to talk about him being the next Jaguars coach. Anyone anyone would be zero and one right now. Pretty much. I'm just glad we don't have to deal with the conversations of if he goes four and zero. Yeah, if he goes three and one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Darrell Bevel will serve as the interim head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars for the balance of the 2021 season. Darrell succeeds Urban Meyer. Uh, he still can. He still can. He over here saying Darrell. It's Daryl. Daryl. Darrell. Daryl. He doesn't deserve his name He's pronounced a white properly. Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, he still has a chance to win more games than Meyer did. Um, after deliberation over many weeks and a thorough analysis of the entirety of Urban's tenure with our team, I am bitterly disappointed to arrive at the conclusion that an inter interim, an immediate change is imperative for everyone. I informed Urban of the change this evening, as I stated in October, regaining our trust and respect was essential. Regrettably, it did not happen. Surprisingly, it did not happen. Um, Unsurpri unsurprisingly. 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 You, you, you know what I mean. I can't speak. This is a common daily thing in Twitter. Uh, <laughs> talking about one person saying Sean. Yeah. Trent Balky continues as our general manager. Uh, that's sickening. Uh, and will work with Daryl <laughs> to ensure that our team will, <laughs> to ensure that our team will be inspired. Uh, they did not look inspired this past Sunday, uh, and competitive did not do that either. Uh, while representing Jacksonville proudly, did not do that. Over I our will final, say, <laughs> I will over... say though, the first drive on the defense before they special teams screwed it up, they looked pretty good, and then our first drive on offense, as the well, offense started they pretty decent good. until the end when we blitzed just... out. <laughs> pretty much, but. Over our final four games of the season, in the spirit of closure and recharging our players, staff, and fan base, I will not comment further until the point until some point following the conclusion of the NFL season. And when you do comment, it better be firing Trent Balky. Is all I have to say. Because if we keep Balky, I'm going to cry, and I have no confidence in any head coaching hire we make. Because he, he can, dude. I, I think they're talking about it on Jaguars Happy Hour. Um, that. 
Trent Baalke was like all on board with Urban Meyer being the head coach and like was advocating for it and shit like that. So I'm like, at that point, those two were tied at the head. They both got to go. There's no way we can keep him, bruh. Like, Ur- Shaw needs think, to. I, I don't think we're keeping him. I think we're going to clean house ent- entirely. I think we are too. Unfortunate for Cullen, who I like. Yeah, I like Cullen as I well. I just, God, if we hire, I just hope we don't go back to a 4 3. <laughs> don't do it. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I wish we'd keep Cullen, but I'd rather clean house than keep Cullen and keep bulky. It's that well, simple. Yeah. yeah, that's Urban Meyer stuff. He got fired. Finally, I about threw a party because I w- it was funny because I, I crashed and then I woke up. I checked my phone and five minutes before I woke up, all the reports came out. They tried reporting this at like two in the morning. I know. I got to Orlando Saw the whole thing about him kicking Lambo. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. I'm off social media for one day for like 10 hours, and I see him up here just kicking fools. <laughs> and then I go to sleep, and I wake up at 6.30 in the morning, and I look at my phone. First thing I see was Urban Meyer fire, and I was just like, oh, it's going to be a good day. I know, <laughs> and it was a good day. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it was long overdue. Apparently, they, they did fire him for cause, and they're not going to give him a dime. He'll probably fight it, but I don't think he can win it. I don't see a way he can win it, but... I hope he doesn't fight it, but I'm sure he will. Yeah, I mean, if he does fight it, it'll make himself look worse, but... His money oh, is money, gotta so... Get, gotta get that money, son. It's not my money, so I really don't care how it turns out. <laughs> I hope he get, I hope he doesn't get that's a dime, though, because he doesn't about, deserve a dime. Yeah, that's what they hate about like most fans, is they... Take the money situation too personal, like it's their money. Like, bro, like, shut the fuck up, watch your money. Like, the only thing I care money. about, the only thing I care about is if it affects the team, and head coach money does not affect the team. So. Yeah, so I don't care. <laughs> it's one thing if it's like paying Kenny Galladay $40 million, like well, the yeah. Giants did, but. Like, I, I barely care about the salary cap, but like, yeah, there's obviously there's exceptions when like you have egregious deals and stuff. <laughs> Speaking of that, Giants signed Leonard Williams, and he's a bum this year, uh, and Kenny Galladay, and he's a bum this year, so good so, job, Gettleman. Looks like you'll be out of a job. Uh, so, any, uh, oh wait, first thing. New rule this year allows coaches to be interviewed up to two weeks before the season ends. You have to request permission, but starting December 27th, the Jags, also the Raiders, can request permission to interview coaches on other teams. Um, I expect, uh, on after Sunday probably or whenever they play again next that Matt Nagy will be fired. Yeah, the Chicago Bears will also be in that list. Probably Matt. It's funny how Matt Nagy went from coach of the year to uh, falling off a cliff. Uh, not to be that guy, but Kevin Stefanski could be following suit. Yeah. Um, Life comes fast, bro. It's funny these these guys winning winning coach of the year looking like elite coaches, and then the next year they're. Looking, oh, what's going on? And then the year after that, not looking good. The Browns are fourth in their division, back at it. Yep. So it, it's kind of crazy, though. Hopefully that the doesn't. The Bears situation else. just makes no sense to me. Like they have, you'd think with the pieces they have on offense, they'd be able to score something. But that's what it gets. That's what you get when you tie your horse to mid quarterbacks. Allen Robinson hates it there, so he's that's he's played. Reason why. He's played terrible this year, but it's it's clear that he doesn't even want to try. He's been this is his worst year, and it's. Some Jaguars fans want us to pick him up in free agency, but like, you I do, don't you're, think you're just you're just back to the same 
peg of receivers who don't get separations, but whatever. Yeah, he's not high on my list of guys I he's, want. But he's a younger Marvin Jones. That's all he is. Pretty much. But anyways, now that we got all that, that, all of that out of the way, any last comments on Urban Meyer before we move on to um, another new era of Jaguars football? Um, Shad Khan got bad advice from whoever he got it from. That person should no longer work for him, or and he should also never listen to that person again if they do not work for him. I think he probably got advice from people who are Urban Meyer's friends and probably not from people who worked with him. Had he gotten advice from people who had worked with him, probably wouldn't have hired him. Uh, Urban Meyer is a piece of shit, and I'm glad he's gone. He, he is so bad. His daughter, did you see his daughter saying, you're going to release she's the Kraken in she's, me? She's she's unhinged. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though, because it's like I saw some people when when the articles of her saying, the uh, you, re- you release the Kraken in me. Somebody re- replied with a screenshot from an article from when he was at Florida when he missed her signing day for oh, yeah, volleyball, and she said, you weren't there. Yeah. Man, it's funny. He's a trash can. Like, he's... Yep. He's the worst NFL coaching hire in NFL history, in my opinion. Like, who's worse? I mean, for us, you could say that Mike Malarkey was just as bad. <laughs> he won as many games. Well, he didn't get fired this quickly. He didn't do all this off off the field stuff. He didn't. Well, like, no. I think so Urban Meyer is the worst in NFL history. I think it's, Urban. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> it's funny though because we had everything in front of us. We could have hired any person. We could yep. no. We could have hired Robert. I'm not saying he's good. I'm just saying. We could have hired who the Jets hired. We could have hired who. We could have hired anybody, but we hired but the I, worst guy in NFL history. What I don't like hearing through the grapevine is that we almost gave the job apparently to Eric Bieniemy. Stay tuned I'm, for my ranking where like, he falls. Uh, yes, yeah, stay tuned <laughs> for mine too. Uh, Jags fans not might might not like my list, but or mine. Let's just say I'm not high. On Eric let's say I'm not high on the guys that Twitter likes because Twitter doesn't know ball. Um. Fair. <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah, I just hope Shad Khan, Shad Khan, however you want to say it, I just hope he doesn't choose. Find he, he. It seems like he always finds one person and he sticks his guns to him, and he just interviews a couple other people because he has to. Like yep. he, he's he had his mind set on Urban for over a year. Th- I think he didn't. was one. I think he was planning on hiring Urban. As far back as in the middle of last season. Yeah, he met him at last super the Super Bowl before that. That's what I'm saying. So I think once the season was off the rails, probably like midway, probably once we were eliminated from the playoffs, he was like, well, <laughs> urban season. And then before that, you know, Doug Marone finally just clean house. He always keeps one person and it always backfires. You guys get the gist. Let's move on to our head coaching candidates. So we'll start from... You want to start from the bottom? Uh, yeah. Do you want to just do? We'll do our. We both have one honorable mention. Oh yeah. So our honorable, my honorable mention. So we'll call him number eleven on the on the list is good old Eric Bieniemy. Not really a fan. Uh, there's been reports that Andy Reid calls the first ten to fifteen plays of the game, and then he hands over to the, the reins to Eric Bieniemy, and then everyone's like, "What happened to the Chiefs?" And then Andy Reid takes the reins back. And they look competent again. So, I I don't think he calls play. If he, the plays he does call, Mike Kafka is better well. than him. Yeah, I don't think that he calls them very well. Um, I'm just not a fan of that hire. I don't think he's it. I don't either. I think 
he's a guy that people just see how good the Chiefs were, and they see he's their offensive coordinator, so they just latched onto that, even though he doesn't call the plays, which calling the plays isn't the end-all be-all, don't get me wrong. Yeah. You guys will see based off my list, it's not the end-all be-all. I just think he does more harm to the Chiefs than he does good. Um, and I think yeah. the Chiefs would be... I think Chiefs will get better if somebody hires him. Because I think Mike Kafka, who's most likely going to replace him, is better. So, Right. Let's go ahead and get on to number 10. I think I'll, I'll start off with my number 10, even though I think yours is the same. Uh, my only defensive coach on the list, Matt Eberflus, or I butchered that. Nope. I don't care. Not the same uh, one. Oh, he's not. Uh, but yeah, Matt Eberflus, I butchered that probably. Colts defensive coordinator. He's my only defensive coach, and he's at number 10. That says what kind of coach I'm targeting. He could be higher, and I'd be fine if we hired him. I just don't want a defensive coach. It's that simple. But he'd be a great coach. Don't get me wrong. My number 10 is actually Mike Kafka. Oh. Think he'll be a better hire than Eric Bieniemy, just slightly. <laughs> but I just I got to see more from him to be fully on board with it. That's fair. That's fair. All right, give your numero nine. You don't know what nine Spanish. is Spanish? I haven't taken Spanish in a couple of years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Continue. Oh, no, Nueve? Nueve? Ah, oh, dang. Uh, a lot of people are going to hate this, but it's uh, Byron Leftown. Oh, looking like the same as me. Byron Bye. Leftwich. I, let, me, let me preface my list with, with this. Just because he's number nine does not mean I hate him. These are all people that everyone in my top ten or list is people that I'm going to be like, eh, sure, win games and I'll be okay with it. It's that simple. It's not that I think they'll be bad. It's just I have preference for people above them. I don't think Byron will be awful. I don't. I wouldn't be super excited we hired him. I wouldn't be really sad either. I'd just be similar how I was with Urban Meyer. I was like, eh. <laughs> you know, like I, I just don't care. Um, He's, he coaches an all-star team. It's pretty hard to look bad coaching them. I would as soon as and as soon as they get hurt, they lay an egg. Yeah, and I just he's had reports, some bad quotes. There's reports that that Brady changes his plays from what he's calling to something that he would like better. If Brady I mean, doesn't like it, it's Brady. So I mean, I mean, you kind of have to give him that leeway anyway. But I don't know. He abandons People... the run too quickly, in my opinion. If it doesn't work, he lacks motion. Like he doesn't do the much creative stuff. I think it was working last night, and they didn't do it enough. Or was it two nights ago? Last night. It was. It was Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones was averaging over seven yards per carry. He had eight carries. Yeah. So I'm saying, eight. he got that Damian Pierce treatment. <laughs> he got that James but, uh, Robinson treatment, dude. <laughs> everyone just likes it because of nostalgia. They're like, and there's reports that come out that says, "Oh, the city of Jacksonville loves Byron." Like they did not like this dude when he was quarterback. I don't understand where they're getting that narrative from, unless something has changed over time, and there's people are just not remembering his tenure here properly. Dude was not liked at all. They did not like him here. I mean, the coach <laughs> canned him before the season started for David Garrard. It's just I don't know what they're talking about. Um, I get the nostalgia factor; it's pretty cool, but I don't know. Yeah, I am not a fan uh, of Byron Leftwich. I just don't. I think he's carried. I think he abandoned. Like I said, he he abandoned stuff that goes well for him. He's that coach who just they start passing every down. I just it's, think he's respected, and I think the players could get up for him. You know what I'm saying? Like they respect him as a player, former player, as a coach. But I that only lasts for so long. Up. Exactly. You got to win. 
I'm trying to find this because there was this article from like not too long ago that he had this reply that it was just like, oh, that's not because like somebody asked him about uh, when he abandoned the run before, and he just said basically, I don't know. No, that's fair. <laughs> he probably doesn't know. <laughs> but that's my number nine. You're number nine. So my number eight. This is where things start to change. I'm pretty sure. As as Sean would say, Josh Mickey D's, uh, mm. Patriots offensive coordinator. I'm not a fan. He's mm. my number eight. Mm. I don't think his offense is going to work that great outside of the Patriots. What is his offense? Just the short dunk, is it, is that, dink, and is that dive. Is that what it is? Is that what it was when he had Tim Tebow too? Short dink and dive? Tim Tebow sucks. He got the playoffs with him. He got to the playoffs because the team was stacked outside of Tim Tebow. Hey! Hey, get a stacked team! <laughs> you yeah. players. I just don't think he's that good. I th I don't like uh, former, um, what's his name, Belichick assistants. They never work Bella out. Belichickian? You don't like Belichickian assistants? No, they're, they're always terrible. He had, like, I know, Pete, you say, you say it, that he was unexperienced before, but I just don't like the past failure as well. Like, maybe he could be better now than he was then. I just don't really like... I mean, like I said, like you said, I if we hired him, I wouldn't be disgusted. I'd just be like... I'll reserve comment on him because he's later in my list, so... I won't comment just yet. But yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm lower on him than a lot of people. I think he's fool's gold. Uh, continue. Who's your number my eight? My number eight is Matt Eberflus. I like him a lot. <laughs> I think he's uh, one of, if not the best defensive coordinator in football. Easily. Also, you saw how he shut the Patriots down? He also down? shut down Josh McDaniels. So, I mean... Um, if I defense, wanted a defensive Cole's coach, defense is, I'd go him. Banging. So I'm saying Cole's defense is top-notch. I think he's a great coach. He's going to uh, be a better hire than Robert Sala. Yeah, I think he'd be a great leader of men. I'm pretty sure he'll be head coach next year, whether for us or somebody else. But, yeah. Matt Eberflus. Hot name. Yeah, I butchered that pronunciation. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know about that, right? Yours sounds better. Uh, so sure. who's your number seven? Number seven is gonna be this is gonna be controversial for Twitter. Doug Peterson. I I, I get it. I get people wanting uh him because he's been there before. I just think he was carried by Frank Reich to the Super Bowl. I think Frank Reich is a good coach. I think Doug Peterson is fine. I think he knows how to run a team properly. I think he probably knows how to properly build one too. Uh, I just think he'd have to get like a really, really good offense coordinator to be okay with that hire. Cause I just think he he was pretty average from, outside from, of that from, one right. year. Yeah, I mean, he never had. I don't think he ever had over ten wins again. No, nope. than that year. He they were all had, they were all nine, season, eight, or four. Which I mean, <laughs> at this point, shit, I take it. <laughs> but one season over ten, if that's if you're, if you're going for 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 mid, then sure. Uh, I think he was. I just think he was carried by Frank Reich mostly. I think Frank Reich is the person to give the credit for for their success more so than him. I tend to agree. Uh, I'll, I'll, I, there's not too much more to talk about Doug Peterson, but I'll talk more about him when I get to him. My number seven is Mike Kafka, Chiefs QB coach. I I just prefer him because I think I like the upside of him, and I think he's better than enemy by quite a bit. Obviously, there's the unknown, doesn't call plays, obviously. But I do like what he's done with the Chiefs, and I like what he could bring offensively for Trevor and all that stuff. But the unknown is why he's at 7 instead of higher on the list. 
right. Pretty that simple. Uh, number six for me is Doug Peterson. Uh, <laughs> only reason he's above Mike Kafka is because he's been there. He has experience. And it is nice to go the experienced route. I just, one, don't like how things ended. Obviously, I think in, how things ended was a lot on Carson Wentz. Still didn't look good for Doug Peterson. And like I said, Doug Peterson was kind of average outside of that one year, though he did almost go to another NFC championship with Nick Foles uh, the year after. They were a drop pass from Alshon Jeffrey away. But like I said, those two years were their only really good years. And even in the second year, it was like a last-second push they made into the playoffs. And they, would, they probably wouldn't have made it if Carson Wentz stayed healthy. Um, so Doug Peterson, he's, he's a lot higher than a lot of other people's list because he has been to a Super Bowl and he has won it. Like Sean said, I think it's mostly Frank Reich who did that. So, but like I said, he's experienced, so he wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. He'd just be kind of like, all right. All right. Number five. You number six for me? Oh, you're number six. My bad. My number six is another experienced head coach. It's Jim Caldwell. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people like him. They think he's a lot of people probably have him high up in their list. I like him. He's been good pretty much everywhere he's been, even Detroit. Um, probably the best head coach, head coach they've had. Jesus, in what the last twenty years, thirty years? <laughs> but uh, he's just old. He's old. He's been away from the game for a little bit. I'm not sure how uh, modern his offense would be. I, he would have to be another coach that would have to have to bring in a great offensive mind for me to be on board with it, but I think he is a great leader. I think he's well-respected, so I think he would do a good job if he took the job. I just think he's a little old for me to want to throw my eggs in his basket. He's like 66 or something like that. Yeah, he is 66. He's been out of the league for quite a few years. He's already had some health issues. That's why he hasn't gone into like an offensive coordinator kind of job. Yeah. All right, so number five for me. Number or five for you. My number five is... Up and coming offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, mm. uh, offensive coordinator for the Rams. Uh, Rams be balling. He's a McVay disciple. Looks like McVay, acts like McVay, talks like McVay, walks like McVay. Don't think he calls the plays though. That's the only knock I can find on. Not him. a deal breaker really, but I'm not sure he calls the plays. I'm not sure who his staff would be. I'm not even. LaFleur sure. didn't call the plays for Rams either. He's also got. Aaron Rodgers. He's still. You saw what Aaron Rodgers was was like before. It's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Either way, um, he's up and coming coach, high energy guy. Uh, could be the next. He's like a boomer bust for me. He'd either be like a flop like Gus Bradley, or he'd be like a hit like Lafleur has been for Green Bay. I think at worst he could be Zach Taylor. I don't know, man. <laughs> People thought Gus Bradley was the next big thing, and he sucked ass. Where did Gus Bradley come from? Seattle. Seattle? Mm. Was he, was a, he, was a, he was a Seattle defense coordinator for like the first original Legion of Boom. He was a Pete disciple? Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was I a never... home run hire, by the way. People thought that was a home run hire. They thought he was going to be like it. Hmm. Back in those days. You probably remember you were pretty young. I was pretty young. Was 2013, so. 2013? <laughs> Eight years ago. Eight years ago? <laughs> I was 11. Eleven eight years ago, you were like nine. I'm. Oh wait, you said eight years ago? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Nine. I can't count. Yeah, you probably don't remember. He was a, like, he was it. Yeah, I've I've done a lot of research to make up for my missed time. So, yeah. 
you know that we hired Mike Malarkey instead of throwing the bag at Andy Reid? <laughs> Just saying. I saw some people try and say, uh, compare the Andy Reid to uh, Doug Peterson because <laughs> fired Eagles coach. Yeah. I think that's completely different, though. Isn't Andy... Peterson an Andy Reid disciple? I think so. Yes, he is. But yeah, Andy Reid was there for way longer than Doug Peterson was, and he had way more success. He had like a year. Yeah. He had like four years of eleven plus wins. He was there for like twelve years, wasn't he, or something like that? Something like that. He only he only didn't go because he didn't win a Super Bowl. It's the only yeah. reason why he got fired. Anyways, my number five is Brian Dable, Bills offensive coordinator. Uh, I would have him higher on my list. It's just they have there are some concerns that there are some excuses for them, but they're still valid concerns to an extent. The lack of running the ball, I don't think they have a good offensive line for running the ball, and I don't think they have good running backs. I think their running backs mm-hmm. are mid. But then again, they don't run the ball, and it's their offense is the definition of one-sided, and it's hurting them. But I like what he did with Josh Allen, even though some people think Josh Allen regressed a little bit this year. I still think Josh Allen's borderline elite up there. Uh and he's fantastic, and I like what Dable did with him. I still like what Dable did with the offense. I just would like to know what Dable would do with an offensive offense that can run the ball. Right. I don't know if he how he could do with that. I think he could do fine with it. It's just I want to see it before I believe it. That's right. That's me with Dable. Dable was my number one last year. Oh, my number four. Number I got. Four, I got yeah. My number four is Jim Caldwell, former Lions head coach. Same thing. I had him actually at number two, and I changed him like yesterday uh, to four. He's 66, health issues. I want somebody who can win us a Super Bowl. I don't want somebody. I know people say, we need to fix the culture. You can get somebody who can win you a Super Bowl and fix the culture still. I don't want somebody who's going to cap us out at average or above average. I want to go to the playoffs most years, and I want to compete for a Super Bowl every year, and I want to win one. I want somebody mm-hmm. who can take us over the hump. I want somebody who can take Trevor over the hump. Can Jim Caldwell do that? Uh, Jim Caldwell will make us decent. No, I'm sure of that. But like you said, he's been out of the game. He never really did more than average or slightly above average with anybody, though he was on the Lions, of course. But he still had Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson. The Jim Caldwell hire, you would have to – Look at who he hires for assistance because I feel like after three years he might retire and then one of those guys will take over. He'd basically be Urban Meyer, but not a dickhead. And actually good at his job. Well, good at his job, yes. I'm just talking about <laughs> most. Well, Urban Meyer, most of Urban Meyer would be who he hired, and he didn't hire good offensive staff. Yeah. That's my point there. So, okay. uh, who's your number four? My number four is the. Uh, you want to find a retread Jaguars. Ah, I know who this you're going to say. This is a guy. Oh, by the way, my top four are guys I would probably do laps around the neighborhood if we, if we hire them. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. It's going to be Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, sir. Wrongly scapegoated Nathaniel Hackett. He made Blake he Bortles, made Bortles look decent. He made him look good. He got us to the playoffs in 2017. He made the offense. The offense. He got scapegoated because Blake Bortles. He got, he got scapegoated because Blake Bortles fell off so hard. In 2018, the whole team fell off. I know the whole team did. He had who was it? Who was our backup quarterback that ended up playing when Bortles got benched? Oh, the um, six foot one dude. Yeah, trash can. Who's like a third <sighs> string on some team right now? The hell is his name, dude? People thought, oh, he's he's pretty good. No, 
he, he, he won us a game. He scored six points and won us a game in a shutout. Oh, can't scary. Yeah, I can't remember what the hell his name is. But, but uh, Nathaniel Hackett got scapegoated. I think he was wrongly scapegoated. I would love to see him come back as the head guy. He's uh, been learning under uh, LaFleur now in Green Bay. And I know I just said, well, LaFleur has Aaron Rodgers. Blah, blah, blah. So Hackett has Aaron Rodgers. But it's like, yeah, but you go back to 17 and how he made Blake Bortles look like not a trash can. And look at everything that all the players have said about Nathaniel Hackett and all the stuff. Yeah. Like it's not even just the offensive players. Defensive players are talking good about Hackett. Yeah, Hackett is. I think he's going to be a home run hire for somebody who uh, decides to take that shot. And if it was us, I would be really happy about it. I think Jags fans are too opposed because oh, we fired him before. We didn't do shit. Exactly. Doug Marone did it. Exactly. Doug Marone no longer works here. Think about this. Doug Marone. Here. Doug Marone tied him. Tied himself hip to hip. With Todd Wash, but not Nathaniel Hackett. Wrong move. If you're going to tie yourself to one of them, you should have tied it to Hackett. Yep. Just look at who we hired afterwards. That We had like three offensive coordinators in three years. I don't think the guy last year was that bad. Uh, uh, Gruden. 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 I think he was yeah. all right. He wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, we only won one game, but hell, we put up points still. Yeah. <laughs> with, that, with that man, with, Gardner Minshew. With that noodle arm. <laughs> All right, who's your number three? Uh, my number three is Brian Dable. I'm still pretty high on the Brian Dable. I uh, a train. I just don't. I think he is a product of his environment, where his running backs are dumpsters and his O line does not run block. They don't even really pass block very well, to be honest. But I'm still high Spencer on him. Brown. <laughs> right, I'm still high on him because he made Josh Allen pretty much. Hey, look at Mitch Trubisky. Almost top five quarterback, probably, Josh look at, Allen. Look at Mitch Trubisky in the little bit he's played. Huh? Yeah, so I'm saying he's, he's worked wonders with Josh Allen, and we need somebody to fix Trevor Lawrence because people hate to say it, but he has regressed a little bit. His mechanics are sloppy. He's pressing. He's inaccurate. Somebody's coming in to fix that who also had bad mechanics and was inaccurate and sloppy, and then Brian Dable got their hands on him and molded him. Josh Allen. So I think – He'd be a perfect hire for us. I'm still high on him. Uh, he'd be a perfect quarterback to come in here and get Trevor Lawrence popping. You said any of your top four are home run hires. In my opinion, any of the top five of mine would be home run hires, though Jim Caldwell would be on my lesser side. I think my top five, too, because my fifth one was Kevin O'Connell. So Yeah, my top, my fifth was Dable, then Caldwell, and now my three is Hackett. I like Hackett. Hey! Hackett, actually, when I first started my list, my list has changed a lot. Hackett was my number one when I first made my initial list. Gang, just because I love what he did, what he's, what has been, because you have to think about this. He's still done wonders for that offensive, even though that a lot of it is LaFleur. Like I said, everything the players have done, he what he did for us wasn't bad. He was actually good with us. Like I said, he made Bortles look good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that Chiefs game, I still cannot get that Chiefs game out of my head. Where the Bortles Chiefs game, good lord! Oh yeah, that he game threw was the a, ball out the back of his old lineman's head and it got picked off. And off the shoe of another guy. Yeah, and it, I, I was that was a fun game, man. What a fun game! And we thought we were actually the number one. We were number one in power rankings coming yeah, out of we that were game three and too. One going into that game, pretty sure. And we beat the Patriots. We beat the Giants. Who did we lose to? Actually, we might have been two and oh going into that game, or three and zero. That might have been the first game we lost, wouldn't it? I think it was the first game we lost. So we might have been three and zero going into that game. 
Yeah, because we we were number one in the power rankings, and then yeah, that we game obliterated hit. the Tom Brady led Patriots who beat us in the AFC Championship game the previous year. And we got I, robbed. Dude, when, we won, when we won that, I know this is a little flashback off course, but when we won that game, dude. I was like, yo, this is the year. It's over. <laughs> I know they had, had us fooled, bro. Then we had injuries, and I was like, dang, that was it. Do you think we would have won the Super Bowl if Allen Robinson didn't get hurt in 2017? Maybe. I mean, yeah. No, maybe, maybe he's not an answer. No fence yeah, writing is allowed. Yeah, okay. yeah you're, you're, you're probably not throwing the last ball to D.D. Westbrook across the middle. D.D. Westbrook is one of the most overrated Jaguars in recent history. Granted, that was a great ball, and Gilmore made a great play on it. However, comma, if you throw a jump ball to Allen Robinson versus Westbrook, I'm pretty sure Robinson might make the snag. <laughs> yeah. Plus, Robinson just would have made more plays over the whole course of the game. Yeah, probably. for sure. I think we would have. I think we would have won the Super Bowl if we had Gardner Minshew as quarterback that year. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, D.D. Westbrook. I don't know. He's been. I know this is another off-topic God, thing. Imagine Trevor Lawrence with that squad. I'm just saying, <laughs> man. You can hack it too. I'm just saying. Bring Hackett back, baby. Come on. All right, my number two is uh, Helen. Is, is your number two my number one? Yes. Kellen Moore, Cowboys offensive coordinator. Spoiler alert. My con, my con, I don't like the lack of motion. Pro, I like creativity. Con, 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 the Cowboys offense recently has been very up and down. I think that's mostly to do with Dak's play, not his play calling. I think so too. Pro. And also, Ezekiel Elliott has been a dumpster. <laughs> For sure. Pro. The Cowboys' offense has just been no matter even with the downfalls recently, they've been amazing for two years with Dak Prescott in the lineup. They and were still putting up good yardage. They were putting up points and with Andy Dalton. Dalton. It's yeah. just it was wasn't as good. Though they thing is another con, they are stacked. They have one of the one of if not the best wide receiver core in the game. I and they do have all the not tools. They have all high on their players as some. They have he has more tools to be creative than we do, but I, like I said, I like the creativity, I like the offensive mind, I like the upside he has. Though I do think he has a little bit more of a lower floor than I'd like. I just think he also has a really good upside. That's why he's at two. Okay, my number two is Hackett Josh- and Moore are really close for me. My number two is Joshua Mickey D. McDaniels, I know you don't like it. My number as much, eight. <laughs> as much as me. Uh, I think he'd be a home run hire for his second go at it. I think he was extremely immature his first go around. Um, I think he got suckered into taking Tebow. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if that was his call to take Tebow. Wasn't Elway the, um, wasn't Elway the uh, GM at the time? Probably. I think Elway. I think that's Elway. A little influence at the, at the time. Elway was GM, so I think it was his guy. But uh, I think he got suckered into taking Tebow. I think he's extremely good at tailoring offenses to his personnel. He did it. I mean, he didn't really do it for Tom Brady, but, you know, the system was in place for Tom Brady. He's made Mac Jones is looking crazy good. He made Tebow. He got Tebow to the playoffs. I know they had a great defense, but he tailored an offense around Tebow with short routes, you know, a lot of QB draws, options, da-da-da, this, that, the other. He's good at tailoring offenses to his personnel, which is something that we haven't seen in Jacksonville ever, in my opinion. Except for 2017 with Nathaniel Hackett. So I, I like that that aspect of him. I think he's been an assistant to Bill Belichick too long now to not be good, not at least deserve another head, head coaching shot to see if you can get Belichick 2.0. I would take the shot, in my opinion. 
His offense has played really well with Mac Jones at quarterback this year. I think uh, he relies. I think he relies on the Patriots defense too. I think because when the Patriots defense doesn't play elite like they do almost every year, the offense normally falls apart. Well, good thing for us, our defense is pretty decent. <laughs> well, can they do that week in and yeah, well, week out though? Yeah, when we draft Aiden Hutchinson, why not? <laughs> Spitting. I forgot <laughs> to mention the Jag. The Jags do have the number one pick now. But... Just saying. Uh, I think our defense is not as bad as it seems. It's still not great, but it, I think they're probably, in my opinion, they're probably, I don't know, in that 20 to like 24 range would be my guess. Yeah. Teams. Um, the offense just blows, and I think he could help tailor the offense better to Trevor Lawrence. All right, that's fair, that's fair. And then my number one is Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, yeah, my only con for him is the lack of motion, but he's he makes it work without it. You know why? Because he doesn't just line them up and freaking call ISO routes like Bevel does. He has bunches, rubs, picks, drags, crossers, everything under the book. He calls them. Uh, people hated that two-point conversion call, but that play was creative as shit. The one on Thanksgiving? Yeah, they just didn't execute it. Didn't execute it right. Um, Dak hasn't been playing his best ball in recent weeks, which is why I think the main struggles with the offense is. Joe Burrow, think, comeback player of the year, question mark? Right. <laughs> I think their offense is... I think their offensive personnel is pretty good. I think it's, like, good to great. I don't think it's, like, elite, like, Tampa Bay or the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I like Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb is, is pretty is, is good, but still, it's only his second year, so he's not as good as he's going to be. Um, I like Michael Gallup. I hope we sign him as a free agent this, this offseason. Future Jaguar. Uh, they have Dalton Schultz, who I think is Schultz has actually been pretty good this year. He's been pretty good this year, but he's not. It's not like he's a he's not a Kelsey or a, a Kittle or a Waller. He's not that kind of guy. He's just yeah, he's not a game changing tight end. In my opinion, he's probably a little bit better than Dan Arnold is. But we have Dan Arnold, so that's nice. Uh, I don't think Dak is as good as people think he is. I think he's pretty good. I don't think he's a top five quarterback. He's not. Um, Elliot has been a bum. I like Pollard. He's decent. But really, their bread and butter is that old line is usually pretty good. And he comes here and he sees our old line. He's like, ooh, they're not pretty good. I'm actually going to go get old line guys. Maybe he'll bring in a good old line coach because Warhawk can go kick rocks. Um, Kellen Moore is, I think he, in my opinion, he's the best offensive coordinator in football today. So that's why I want him. All right. My number one is Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator. Give me that McVay assistant, baby. Every McVay assistant has been at least pretty good. The worst one in my that I can think of is Zach Taylor, and he's got the that was Bengals. His, in his first year, wasn't it? Is yeah. that his first year? Zach Taylor struggled his first couple years, but he's got the Bengals at eight and four right now, or something like that. So Zach Taylor's there. They all work out. Lafleur was a Rams offensive coordinator who did not call plays, so I don't think it really affects it my, 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 that much. Uh, I like the offense overall. I just love McVay assistance. I like what the Rams do. I said I like all the motion they do. I like all the creativity they do. I love how they're still working even without Robert Woods. I like how they're figuring out what to do with uh, OBJ. I like how they're getting everybody involved. I love what they're doing with Cooper Cup, making him elite. I like what they did with Stafford, too. They've made Stafford... Really, I mean, Stafford was already really damn good, but you know what I mean. 
they're taking his full capabilities even while being 30-something. Yeah. I think Kevin O'Connell has the most upside of anybody. He obviously, like any new offensive coordinator, same with Kellen Moore, he does have a lower upside, I mean lower floor. I just think his floor is actually not that bad just because I think anybody that's learning from McVay has proven that they're going to be pretty damn good. And everything I've heard from players is good stuff. Kevin O'Connell is just my guy. Nothing wrong with that. So Kevin O'Connell and Kellen Moore are our number ones. Probably some would be, I don't know, is is O'Connell seen as a top five office coordinator in football? In my opinion, he is. I know Pete. Can you, can you be one if you don't call plays? I mean, people. Consider top five. I mean, I feel like calling plays is part of the offensive coordinator's job. I'm just asking. I'm just. I mean, I'm not trying to like rag your pickers. I just. I mean, I I'd think like you can. See, I'd like to see him with one year as offensive coordinator calling plays, just to see. Yeah, that's and the that, that's the only to, that's, con I can think of. He wouldn't have to O'Connell. do it here. He could hire a play caller to do it here. He wouldn't have to do it as head coach, obviously. But I just want to see if he can do it. Yeah, I understand. Like I said, that's the only con I have for Kevin O'Connell is that he doesn't call yeah. the plays. See, I know Kellen Moore's calling the plays in Dallas because <laughs> Mike McCarthy's he ain't doing that. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's a bum. <laughs> yeah, that's our top tens uh, and an honorable mention from each of us. I'm going to pop up our say... lists individually right now. Interesting. I will say that if we do hire Kellen Moore, I will say his offensive coordinator might be Scott Linehan. That which you will, they run the same system. He learned under Scott Linehan. So would make sense. It would make sense for him to do that. Scott Linehan. Hey, maybe Gallup... Scott Scott Linehan taught Urban Meyer his offense that he claimed as his own for years. Yeah. So Scott Linehan created Urban Meyer. Scott Linehan, the goat. I don't know. <laughs> he's been he's been he's been a decent offensive coordinator places he's been. He's also hasn't been good sometimes, but early as good as personnel, baby. Pretty players much. Not players, not plays. Always has been true. Always will be true. Yep. Now that we got our head coaching hires out of the way, hopefully the Jags are watching this. Shad Khan, do your research and listen to us because we know ball. Um, hopefully you fire your GM. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, hopefully Ed Dodds you, or Mike Morganzi. Hopefully you fire your uh, or fire Bulky so that we can do our top ten general manager lists. I won't I, have ten. I'll have, I'll have like three. I have, I, I have, I have ten. <laughs> I did a, I did a whole Jesus. list, bro. Tony Baselli, number 10. Right. Well, I mean, I could go ahead and run through like five of them so you don't have to do. I only like Ed Dodds, Borgonzi, and now I like Tannenbaum because of what he said on Get Up this morning. I had Borgonzi. Actually, screw it. I'll go over my list. Uh, I, one is Ed Dodds, same as Woo! you. Ed Dodds is the definition of a home run. Like, look at the look at the Colts. The Colts are always drafting well. They're always doing well in free agency. He's in charge of scouting. He's in charge of scouting. They are. He, there's nothing. There's not a single con about Ed Dodds, in my opinion. There's not. Nope. He's learning from one of the best GMs in the game as well. Traded that pick for DeForest Buckner. Bang. Literally everything about the Colts and their general manager and that side of the things is also, best in the game. Also, taking him, in my opinion, would hurt the Colts. It's a win-win. Exactly. It makes too much sense, bro. There's. But he had, but he's very selective about interviews. He'd have to want the job. That's true. Although he did interview with the Detroit Lions last year. If he if he interviewed with the Lions, he's coming home, maybe. I need it. 
My number two would be Dave Ziegler of the Patriots. He took over when uh, the guy who yeah. went to the Chiefs. You think if they, if they hire him, you think they might hire Mm, I didn't think about that. That's kind of scary. Uh, but uh, but who who is the uh, general manager for the for the Patriots last year that went to the Texans? Oh, Casario. Casario. He's actually been pretty good for the Texans. He's actually done some decent stuff for, as much as he can. Uh, Ziegler took over for him, and then they had a home run draft. They've had one of the best drafts in uh, this past mm. draft. They had a yeah, banger free agency. That Barmore. Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson, Mac Jones, mm. banger draft. Mm. Then those two, those two tight ends. Mm. Looking free agency. The free agency classes worked out. Immediate, immediate rebuild. He came in first year as their general manager. Even though people, playoffs, I know people want to credit uh, Bill Belichick, but look at Bill Belichick's drafting before this year. It's trash. And this year they have a home run draft. I think I'm crediting Dave Ziegler. Uh, I think he was a crucial part of their one-year rebuild, and I think he'd help us a lot. Then three is Joe Hortiz, Ravens. He's not going to leave the Ravens. He seems like a Raven for was, life. That was Joe Horitz. Hor is it Hor Horitz or Hortiz? It's I Hortiz. I, I might have misread it, but either way. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's a Raven for life. He's been there for like 20 years. I don't think he's going to leave. But if he does, I like I like what the Ravens do. They draft. They, re they, they build God, through the, the Ravens, draft. The they Ravens... Keep, God, they draft so damn good. I know, and that's why I want him. It He's is Ortiz, right. And I just love that. I just don't think he'd come here. Number four, Mike Borgonzi. The reason I have him this low, I love Borgonzi. The reason I have him this low is because it's believed he's going to bring the enemy wherever he goes. So uh, that's that's Ooh. that's. Man. He he'd be my hey. number. He'd be my he'd. Be, I would have him higher if he did not. If yeah, he wasn't bringing a fire ass offensive coordinator. <laughs> That's the only thing I don't like about Borgonzi is the fact that he might being bring Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> That's the only thing. Five. I'm I'm not really gonna give any explanations for the rest of these guys, but five. Adam Peters, 49ers. Six. Joe Showen, Bills. Seven. Jeff Ireland, Saints. Jeff Ireland looks really good. It's just his tenure with the Dolphins was absolutely horrendous and disgusting. Um, but it was like a decade ago, so yeah. Second chances. Eight, Will McClay, oh, oh, Cowboys. But you're, but, you're, but you're holding McDaniels is against him, and it was 2009. Well, that's, coach. that's why he's at eight. That's why he's at eight. McDaniels was like, at eight. Give me like six. <laughs> Put him up a call, Will. Come on. Eight, Will McClay, Cowboys. Nine, Rick Smith. Rick Smith is overrated as hell, in my opinion. Uh, that Mike Tannenbaum, dog. And ten, said, ten Ryan Cowden, Titans. He said, "Go out there, get you some of that, some of that, some of that Devontae Adams. Come on now, spend that money." I said, "Hell yes." He said, "He said I won't let I won't let uh, Devontae Adams get off the phone." Oh, he said, "No, you come to Jacksonville." I said, "I don't want to go to Jacksonville. Thirty million. <laughs> Thirty million a year. Come on, dog. Five hundred million dollars a year. Bring come it on, home. Ten year, five hundred million dollars. We'll give you the whole cap space." Get you your ass home, down here. The Mahomes deal. Come on, son. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Say All right. Mike. <laughs> All right. That's my GM list, though. I think the top three guys would be home runs. I I, I don't, don't know. I don't want anybody else. 
I'd love Ziegler. Top two, I mean, Dodds is my number one by far, but Ziegler, you saw, I like... I, I need it. I need that Ed Dodds. It makes too much sense. I need it. I need it. I need, need it. I need, I need one that. of those guys. The He's only reason seen I... seen as, like, one of, if not the best scouts in pro sports, <laughs> probably. The Colts habitually draft well. Their fragility classes aren't ever really that bad. Ah, I need that. Yeah, the, re the only reason I don't have Borgonzi as a home run hire is because of the enemy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Discrediting you for your head coach pick. <laughs> well, that's the biggest thing about a general manager, in my opinion, is their head coach pick. Also, I think if we kept Balky, that would really hinder our head coach search. Oh, yeah. If if we so, keep Balky, I have no hope. If Khan does that, I will lose the 1% faith that I have left in that man will be 0%, and I'll be tapped out. I'll have literally no faith in the coaching search if we keep Bucky. And just straight shit talk Khan for 60 minutes the whole time. You guys be questioning, like, what do you think Travolta's going to do? Shad Khan fucking sucks. That's what it's going to be if he keeps Bucky. Every answer. Every answer to every question. Shad Khan effing blows. So oh don't do gosh. it, Shad. Don't do it. Is it Shad or Shad? Shad, 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 Shahid. I don't care what you call him. Don't fucking Shad's do it. Shad shod shit. Okay. Yeah, don't fucking do it, guy. I'm done. <laughs> oh, man. All right. React to week 15. We'll give our three takeaways from this past game. Uh, I'll let you go first. Uh, special teams fucking blows. <laughs> they were so bad. Oh, my gosh. Urban Meyer was all, special teams this, special teams that. Your one specialty sucks <laughs> on the whole team. Sucks. <laughs> kick return touchdowns kick returns for big gains pump returns for big gains no sorry get it out of here uh my number two would be james robinson ran pretty well but he was terrible in the receiving game he had still didn't have 20 carries he's yeah he had 18 carries yet again that's the most he's had all season <sighs> um, they never learn <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had pretty good he had like 70 yards rushing four something average Offensive line was pretty terrible again, like, run-blocking-wise. He just had those two egregious drops that really oh, pissed me off. Oh, that drop where he would have had the 25-yard gain? It was raining, so I knew it was going to happen. That's the worst part. It was, the it was just, like, the most it was the softest, the softest pass It was ever. the definition of, oh, uh, this, is, this is such a soft, perfect pass, but it's pouring, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to drop. Oh, I knew God, it. it was just, he lollipopped that thing in there, man. I was like, ugh. He would. I feel bad for Trevor so much. I just hate. Ah. Trevor's supporting cast is so bad that he can't even stat pad, bro. I feel bad for him. All right, that's my second takeaway. Or that's my first takeaway. Um, second for me would be, uh, Dewey Wingard played like a man possessed on Sunday. That, that first drive was insane. He was he good the whole deserves, game. That first drive was crazy. He deserves a new deal. People are gonna hate on him still. People just hate white safeties. I don't know what it is. But Harrison Smith, question mark? One guy. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, if he keeps playing, if he can play every game like he did on Sunday, we'd be aight. But, I mean, he has He's have, good depth he regardless. He has mistakes, but, like, watch the league, bro. Safeties around the league make mistakes, the same mistakes he does. They miss tackles all the time. Who's that dude for the damn Chiefs, man, who got missed out of egregious tackle? Or uh, the Bills, Micah Hyde. Oh got my ran God! Over. Got ran I guess, over. I thought you were about to talk about Sorensen. I was about to say Sorensen is he not a good comp. Sucks. He also sucks. 
They got sucks though. I'm saying the guy for the Bills, Michael Hyde, he's seen as a pretty good safety generally. He he makes mistakes. He got mad at that reporter. Dewey Wingard is a uh, third on the team in tackles still, even though he's missed a, a few. He just needs to work on not tackling low. It's bad. It's bad. Your safety should not be your top three. Your free safety should not be third in tackles. Tom, Tom Brady thinks uh, it should be a flag if you go low on a wide receiver. Uh, apparently, Brady, you're not, apparently, you're allowed not, apparently you're not allowed to tackle at all anymore in Tom Brady. Tom Brady world. is only saying that because something happened that affected him. It's funny because Tom Brady had a quote where it was like, yeah, I saw that too. quarterback should be at fault for any injuries. <laughs> yeah. It should be at the other team is not responsible for protecting your players or something like that. I was like, <laughs> dude, I, I love Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. But, like, he's only saying that because one of his best players got hurt because someone went a little low. In my opinion, the tackle wasn't egregious in any way. <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious. Anyways, my second takeaway would be Andrew Norwell stinks. He's going on his fourth game fourth game of looking abysmal. I hate it. I hate it for him because he was playing really well at the beginning of the season. He was playing really well, but it's like the the other three games, you should, no excuse, but there is slightly an excuse because he was playing the three best defensive tackles in the game, arguably. But on that play where he dropped back and ran across and missed the, the dude and the dude sacked Trevor. I was out. Yeah, this past week... Against the Texans, what defensive tackle do the Texans have that's worth an Over excuse? Where that freaking Jackson dude was was kicking ass. Most basic name in existence. Right. I don't know. I, I was a huge fan, or a, a huge yeah fan of bringing him back next year. Uh, he no, not anymore. Not the only. Not if you're gonna play like that. It seems like his talent or his playing has just fallen off a cliff. I don't know what happened to him. He. I don't. I don't know. But he's just playing absolutely piss poor. Four weeks in a row. Is there a left guard in the frigidity? I'll Google People it are right saying now. that, oh, Barch can be your left guard next year, but he's been playing right guard a whole year pretty much, so wouldn't you just leave him there? Uh, Let's look at spot rack. Brandon Scherf is a uh, free agent. Is he your right guard as well? He's the same as Norwell. Um, oh, well, damn. That's, that's how that guy. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Nope, nope. I'm out. That's Alex, that's... Alex Lewis. Nope, it was one guy. You had one guy. That's it. Yeah, the rest of these guys stink. Yeah, I want the first guy you said and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, these guys are terrible. There's Kyle hey, Long. He's old as shit. There's Quentin Spain. He's also probably old as shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm Maybe that first guy. What'd you say? What was it, what was it again? Brandon Scherf, the guy who yeah, got franchised. Yeah. He got franchise tagged uh, by uh, football team, right? Football team, yeah. Yeah, bring him in. Okay, uh, yeah, that's my second takeaway. Is that uh, my third takeaway? I think I said it earlier, but Trevor Lawrence has regressed. I do not blame him at all. Yeah, I, it's he's Bad in the mechanics. same. He's in the exact same situation. It's like I said. I said this to someone earlier. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson are in the same situation, different shit. Because it's literally poor coaching across the board, poor help. And then they're all still making mistakes on their own. It's just different levels. Trevor has the worst help in coaching, in my opinion. And then I think it's, this uh, is the worst team I've ever seen, ever. This, like on offense, offensive, offensively. This is probably the, one, like, the worst offensive cast I've seen, as far as I can remember. His best receivers, oh my goodness. He had Jaden Mickens, Laquan Treadwell, James O'Shaughnessy, and Tavon Austin as his I main think he weapons. Had a better, I think he had a better offensive cast in 2013 in Dave Caldwell's first year. And that's when you had like Jared Dillard and Mike Thomas and 
Cecil Shorts. Hey, Mike Cecil Thomas. Made, Cecil Shorts. And Mike Thomas made that elite catch, bro. <laughs> Bring in another Mike Thomas. I'm saying Cecil Shorts be balling on this team right now in, in his early days. It's just, oh my gosh. <laughs> Trevor makes. Guys, Trevor still makes these throws every week. I mean, they're less now just because he's not throwing to anybody at this point. But he still makes all these throws where it's like, hey, he can be the guy. He mm -hmm. will be the guy if you just get him some help. That Treadwell throw on third down where he ripped it across the field, like 20 yards downfield in coverage, that was good. Yeah, he, he, was, he looked really good. At the beginning of the game, he had like four dimes and like two misses. He's just, his mechanics are, are sloppy. Uh, he's, and what's just causing him to throw it accurately. He's throwing high and he's throwing low. The first ball he threw was that one on third down where he skipped it to, was it Marvin Jones? No, Treadwell, I think he skipped it to. The one, the one to Treadwell was, he was, was open and it was, it was like, super high. The one in the no, red zone. Are you talking red zone? No, what was zone? the one, I think it was, was it after the pick? I can't remember. But it was like 39 or something like that and he just threw it. Oh, you're talking at the end skipped. of the game? Yeah, it was closer to the end. We went down by touchdown then when it happened. Think. Yeah, we were I mean, only we're... down by a touchdown until that. Yeah, he uh... skipped it to him, and you could see that he went. You saw him mouth. He went. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, Trevor, fuck, dude, that was bad." Like, what well, they said, his his body was pointing one way, he threw it a different way, and ended up just skipping to the right, right in front of the dude. And I was like, "God, dude, he's open too, like wide open. Like you gotta take, you gotta hit the layups." Yeah, so number, you're number one overall pick. You gotta hit, take, you gotta hit the layups, man. But I still love him. I, th I think he's fine. I think he's gonna be fine. You just gotta bring in a coach. You cannot, you cannot miss on this hire. Like you cannot. I hope. Or I hope Trevor Lawrence talks to some of the other players in the league. Like I hope he talks to Aaron Rodgers. I hope he talks to these other guys. This is probably the most crucial head coaching hire in our existence. It's you just, cannot screw this up. It's funny because last year we had everything in front of us plus more to hire anybody, and we hired the worst in the NFL in NFL history. Now we still have everyone in available, like everything is available for us still. Nobody crazy got stolen last year. I'm saying, like Trevor needs to go talk to Matthew Stafford. He needs to go talk to Josh Allen. He needs to go talk to Patrick. Well, don't talk to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he needs to go to talk to Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. You know me, lit. What? Tell him more. Offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. Joe Brady's the biggest fall from grace of head coaching hires from last year to I this still, year. I don't blame him. His quarterbacks were trash. I know. His offensive line was horrid. horrid. He had Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, and Sam Darnold. Right. Like People are saying, oh, he has all these poor play calls. What is he supposed to call? McCaffrey is never there. McCaffrey's always hurt, yeah. Like What is, here's a, here's a, here's what is a, Joe Brady supposed to call? I have no idea. Why don't... Why hasn't the Panthers or Christian McCaffrey considered switching to full-time wide receiver? He obviously mm -hmm. cannot take the punishment going up the middle, but he could probably be a decent slot receiver full-time. And that, should. like, the, in that Hunter Renfro type role. Yeah. I know you're like, oh, that's racist because it's a white guy. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Cooper Cup type role. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a good receiver, right? Yeah. Right? He's 5'11, he's 205. Or he's like 6'205. That's a decent size. You're going to take less punishment as the wide receiver. It's, it seems to me a no brainer at this point that he should move to wide receiver. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, 
I think Joe Brady probably is still the Dolphins coordinator. I think uh, he was a scapegoat. He got scapegoated role. just like Nathaniel Hackett did. Exactly. Yeah. I, was just, I was just about to say that. He got scapegoated for Matt Rule just like Nathaniel Hackett did. And uh, Matt Rule's probably also going to be on his way out, in my opinion, at the end of the season. They signed, they signed Matt Rule to like a six-year contract so he could rebuild the whole thing, and he's probably not even going to make it to the end of it. He's gone. He's gone, in my opinion. They're, yeah. But yeah, Joe Brady, he got scapegoated. Bring him in. I bring him in as offensive coordinator. Screw it. Why not? Now, I don't know who else out there is going to be better besides, like I said, like a Scotland hand type hire. Look, or... look what he did with Joe, uh, Joe, um... Burrow, thank you, Joe Burrow, and he made he made uh what's it called, Darnold look actually competent for a couple games. And they didn't really play anybody, but you know, it's still it's, Sam Darnold. I, I see what I see what you're saying. Yeah, who's your, what's your third takeaway? My third takeaway was Trevor Lawrence regressing. I thought I thought that was your second. The second um, one was Winger playing like a man on fire. You're right. Okay, my third takeaway is gonna be my guy. Josh Allen, he was he did disappeared again. We talked about this on Twitter yesterday, so I'm gonna say because it it's my takeaway, even though Sean said half of it. It it was a conversation. Uh, he's a <laughs> he's a good player, not a great player. In my opinion, he's shown he's shown spurts of being an elite player. He just doesn't put it. He dis he he has this long he has this like five six week span where he's elite. Then he disappears again. If he can put it together consistently, he can be elite. But until then, he's just good. I still hope he's a I think a he's a stud. I think, I, yeah, I do too. I think he's a stud against the run. Um, I just think he's his pass rushing is not as good as what we thought we were getting when we drafted him seventh overall. It's not terrible either, and it's not, not saying, capped either. Yeah, I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm saying he's a good, could be a great player if he can develop something. His pass rush plan sometimes just looks bad, like he doesn't have one. I said this yesterday. That goes back to coaching. Isn't the coaching with the Tosh LaFoy? He can take the job job at Florida. I don't think he's taking the job at Florida. I think uh, think he's going to Oregon. Josh Allen's sucking. They're like, you know what? Maybe we don't want this guy. I think he's going to Oregon. Um, All I'm saying is if he could develop some sort of pass rush plan and some more moves, he could be better. He's he's uber athletic, in my opinion. He's we big. saw Smoot do it. We saw Smoot like, after yeah. however many years. It took him like four or five. This is his fourth year, I think. It took year. him four years, and this year he's he actually looks like he has a pass rush plan most of the time. Yeah, I he's a good guy. I still think he's a guy that you can build around. I don't think he should be the focal point of the defense. That's going to be Aiden Hutchinson. We draft him first overall. Yeah, Josh Allen. I'm ho- I'm reserving hope that he can still be an elite player until the end of his rookie contract. Aiden so. and Josh Allen are going to be our. They're going to be in Bud Dupree. That's disrespectful. Hey, don't say. They don't say Bud Dupree. Damn you. Hold on, time out. Not saying he is Bud Dupree, but Bud Dupree put up some good numbers besides T.J. Watt. I think I think <laughs> they I think they could be one of the best pass rush duos in the league if Didn't Josh Bud develops. Bud Dupree College. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and where'd TJ Watt go? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Big, t- Big Ten school. <laughs> oh, snap. Big White. Ten stand up. 
<laughs> you said it. You said it for me. <laughs> he's white. He's, 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 he's not as big, though. He's not as big. Uh, Aiden's, Aiden's more, Aiden's, Aiden's got more power. Oh, yeah, Aiden's a stud. Don't at me. Hey, 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 he's just, he's just Don't at me, John Shipley. <laughs> you beat me, too. I was gonna say, he's, he's just a defensive end, Sean. He's barely a defensive end of a 4-3, even though he's, he's had not, his best production. He's not good in open space, Sean. I just, how can you He can't you drop say, uncovered, Sean. How can you say... Kayvon Thibodeau is better by a mile, Sean. How can you say he's a defensive end only when his best year in college production-wise is as a 3-4 outside linebacker in a Ravens-style defense where he's dropped into coverage plenty. He's sealed the edge plenty. He's a beast in the run game. Beast in pass rush. Former wide receiver slash tight end in high school, so you know he's athletic as, as hell. Don't pigeonhole him as a 4-3 defensive end. Don't do that to him. That's not fair. <laughs> Some people are like, where was the production before this year? Okay, well, let's see. He had a broken ankle, dude. <laughs> Last year, he broke his ankle. The year before that, his, his, his uh, defensive coordinator was Mike Brown, who was trash. Trash. <laughs> okay? Plays matter. They do. Like, they just do. I'm sorry. And also, you're talking about he's a sophomore? I'm sorry he wasn't lighting it up as a sophomore in a 4-3 defensive end. Playing next to Quiddy Pay and Rashawn Gary, probably. Also, if you think it's still no, if, if you think Kayvon Thibodeau is way, a whole tier ahead of Aiden Hutchinson, what was the point of watching the 2021 college football season? There wasn't one, and he's also not. <laughs> exactly. Number one on my board, Aiden Hutchinson. Spoiler alert for our draft episodes that we're going to do eventually. Number one on my board as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, son. <laughs> All right, what? Oh, you already did your third takeaway, so we're done with takeaways. On to predictions. Before oh, we shit. get into predictions, this, that this is a long one. Let's go. Right. Yeah, let's go. We missed a week. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta count for two weeks, man. Yeah. But uh, there are three games left because it is Tuesday that we are recording this. They are all, they are all being played. Actually, there's two games. Let me update this. Uh, two games left. We there's the same two, picks, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's two games left. We picked the same thing. We picked we both picked Philadelphia over Washington and Los Angeles over Seattle. Our current records are 128-93 and 1 for Sean, 124-97 and 1 for me. It's a four-game difference. We got 3 weeks left. Four-game we'll, difference? Did you fact is that factoring in that I chose the Jags and you didn't? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I gave you a freebie just so you know. I know you did. Otherwise, we would have same picks, and it would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that. Now let's go ahead and do Week 16. Thursday night football. Uh, 49ers at Titans. Uh, Give me the 49ers. Yeah, Titans uh, dropped a heartbreaker to Pittsburgh, who they were beating for the most part of that game. Uh-oh, did you see that many games? What? Former Ohio State quarterback and four-star recruit Jack Miller has announced he is headed to Florida. Hey, let's go. Nice. Ferran said he's a drunk. I don't. I don't care. We need. We need a good backup because Emory Jones just left. Remember, when you guys had Will Greer, and then he did something bad, and then he got shipped off to West Virginia. and He did pretty good. He was five and zero as a Gator. 
I know. Anyway, Tom, anyway, hey. back to our pick. Sorry, sorry. All right, so yeah. I said, I said Niners. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my tweet out, man. Give me a second. <laughs> you tweet right now. You tweet, you tweeting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Try to get my tweet out. Hey man, you gotta get the you gotta get those tweets out. Okay. <laughs> all my tweets, all my tweets bang now. I know. Our Jaguar tweet. Our Jaguars tweets do pretty good. I'm saying I tweet. I could tweet anything about Jaguars or you know something. I know fucking you know, twenty nine forty. Tweet something about the Jaguars podcast, you asshole. <laughs> no, no one cares about that except for uh, our loyal fan Patrick. We love and adore. Put your headset back on. Patrick, you're the goat forever. Yep. You uh, go share the podcast, though. That'd be appreciated. Um, <laughs> all right. Christmas games. Woo. Browns at Packers. Give me Packers. Packers. <laughs> That's not a close one because the Browns have their entire team on COVID as well. Let me pick first so you get a chance to have an advantage. That's true. Uh, I knew we both were picking them, though. Colts at Cardinals. Colts. Damn you. You know, I'll take the Cardinals. I gotta take the risk. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's not a bad pick. Yeah, it, it's it's a game that I'm willing they to take the, the risk Lions, on. They lost the Lions. They're probably embarrassed. They're probably gonna come out to look at us, smack the Colts in the mouth, but we'll see what happens. If oh, Colts these are, are subject to, my picks are subject to change due to anything that happens with COVID, by the way. They're always, that's, that's how it always is. Yeah. Okay, just wanna make sure Alright. Lions probably at should. Falcons. Then give me Detroit, man. I'm taking the Falcons. Ah! That's two games right there. That's two right there, son. You only got two more to go. Oh, man. Please let these hit. It's Detroit, man. They beat the Cardinals? Come on, son. I've been down the whole season. If I make a comeback, that'd be glorious. I'd make a, My luck would be I'd make a comeback but choke it away in the last week. Pause. Make a comeback because I let you. <laughs> they should give me half the money. <laughs> wow. wow. Shot. Brian's already sent you the money. <laughs> he sent me his money. I haven't, I haven't, it's still in my uh, cash app. I haven't even been taken out yet. Good. Rams at Vikings. Rams. Same. Got that. I got to support my boy, Kevin. Right? Right, bro? I, I can't have Kevin. I can't have Kevin selling. Kevin don't sell? Hey, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, he's better than Kevin's. Kevin's fancy's a Viking, ironically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minnesota. All right, next game. Jaguars-Jets. Good lord, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a snooze fest. Actually, it won't be a snooze fest. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Giants at oh, Eagles. Oh, yeah, we didn't say that uh, Daryl Bevel relinquished offensive play calling duties, and now Brian Schottenheimer is offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. That's That's, that's, the, that's the only thing happened that Jess Jaguars later today. Anyway, as you were. Giants at Eagles. Um, Eagles. Yeah, give me the Eagles, too. Jalen Hurts is back. No more Minshew Mania. And the Giants are in shambles, because yeah, it's, it's Mike Glennon or Jake Frum for the rest of the year. Like, come on now. Bills at see, Patriots. See, I'd rather see Jake Fromm than fucking Glenn at this point. Yeah. You said Bills. Who is it? The what? Who is this? What, what, what game is this? Bills at Patriots. Oh, damn. 
England just had a heartbreaker. The, who did the Bills beat? Uh, the Bills, they beat the Panthers. That's eh, nobody. Give me the Patriots. All right, I'll take... Do it! This is a good week for you, man, to, to try to get a comeback. Mm, fine, <laughs> I'll take Buffalo. There you go. So you're taking New England over Buffalo, and then I'm taking Buffalo over New England. That's three different games now. Ravens at Bengals. Damn, that's a hard one. I know what I'm picking. Bengals. Damn you. I don't trust Jim Harbaugh to not go for too late in the game and lose the game. <laughs> that's it, that's it, Jim. I meant John. <laughs> you, you, you're, not on, you're, not on the ty, you're not on the Tyler Huntley train? Is Jackson done for the season, or is he coming back next week? I don't know. <laughs> Tyler Huntley played pretty well. They should bench. They should, they should bench Lamar anyway. Oh, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. If you were the Ravens and the Giants called you, would you trade Lamar Jackson to them for their first, their two first rounders? Two top ten picks for Lamar Jackson for a former MVP. And you it's, have it comes down to how confident you are in Tyler Huntley. I think Tyler Huntley can ball. Yeah, he he's literally a Lamar clone. Because he played against, and that was a good Green Bay defense. Don't like, don't, don't get it twisted. Yeah, he played. He throws the ball, but I, I hate to say it, but he might throw the ball a little better than Lamar does. He's a literal okay. Lamar clone. He looks the same running the ball. He looks yeah, the same passing the he ball. Looks a little better. He, looks the same. he looks a little better throwing the ball. I'm not gonna lie. The only thing yeah. is on that two point conversion, he locked on to. I think. He's a backup quarterback. I think the play call came in. They said, hey, we're going to Andrews here no matter what. He Probably. Said, All right, fuck it. Screw it. It's just unfortunate because Hollywood was streaking open, open right open. there. I got, I got you. I'm, I'm there with you. I'm right here, bro. I'm right here. But I'm saying, you can get two top ten picks. Essentially a top five pick. All right, Dude, yeah. Is it, is it, is it one of them a fifth overall? Yeah, it's fifth and sixth, bro. Yeah, They're back to back. Six. Bro, you're talking about getting... Uh, Evan Neal could fall to you. Boom. Oh, line. But they could get they could get Evan Neal. They could. Oh. Why would they take Evan Neal? Take uh, Ikem, because they're a running team. Fair, fair, fair. Ikem is Ikem fits the Ravens better than okay. any team in the league, okay. bro. You could get an offensive tackle right there. You could get um, if you wanted another receiver. You got you got you're gonna have your pick probably at that point. Jameis Williams, Garrett Wilson, whoever you want. Jeez, man, that's a. <sighs> I might have to clickbait next Hamilton? podcast. Kyle I, Hamilton on that team? I might have to clickbait next podcast episode. Um, oh, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton on that team? Sheesh, man. That's a good-ass question. We might have to talk about that more at a later date. I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals, but... All right, Chargers at Texans. Chargers? Yeah. Houston is a bum team. It's just we're Houston a bigger Houston blows. Bum. We just suck more. <laughs> We're tied. Both of us have eight games of 16 or less points. Mm, great. And that great includes offense. us scoring 16 or less against them. Trevor Lawrence has one touchdown pass in the last seven weeks. <sighs> so painful. <laughs> so painful. Fred, Davis Mills had two last week. Davis Mills is a fucking ass can. Mm-hmm. Ass can. <laughs> He's not a trash can. He's an ass can. He's an ass can. Gotcha. I hate the narratives about Davis Mills. They piss me off. There's that one. There's the one quarterback every single year that they look semi decent because they're a backup who came in and played for the year when they shouldn't have, and then they're a bum for the rest. 
I think he's played decent enough to where I don't think they have to force the pick to get a quarterback in the first round. They don't have to. I just don't think he's going to be the guy. I don't think no, he's, he's that good. No, he's a Gardner Minshew. Exactly. He's, he's, he's Gardner there, Minshew. There's a Gardner Minshew player every year, and Davis Mills is that guy this year. He's Gardner Minshew. That's what he is. He was a third-round pick, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a third-round pick. That's good enough to build around. I mean, Kirk Cousins was a fourth-round pick. I mean, he could be something. You don't know. We don't know. I'm just saying, I just think he's played well enough to where you don't have to force drafting a quarterback. We've been pretty explicit today. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna sprinkle some some draft talk in here just to, to you know while we're going through the picks. Might it's well. fun. It's fun. Draft talk, draft season is our favorite thing. It's one thing the Jaguars are good at, at on fa- at on the surface <laughs> until until you get beneath the surface and you realize we suck at that too. <laughs> Buccaneers at Panthers. Give we're both taking Tampa Buccaneers. Bay. Even though they just yeah. laid an egg. Tampa Bay. Ooh, Chris Godwin's out for the year. That hurt. Sheesh. I Bears. I Bears at. Him. Bears at Seahawks. Seahawks, would you still sign Chris Godwin? Yes, I'd sign Chris Godwin. Fuck out of here. He probably wouldn't play until like. Do I give a single I don't, shit? No, I don't think. But I'm saying he comes back in nine. He'll probably be out nine months. I mean, I still sign him. He probably wouldn't cost as much. Hey, you never know. Some of these dudes are absolute freaks. Yeah, I would they... say nine months is probably about average time. Yeah, I know. I'm saying some of these guys are freaks and they heal quicker than that. Landon Dickerson had a damn AC. Uh, uh, I'm taking Seahawks. Uh, Landon, Dick- Landon Dickerson tore his ACL uh, a couple years ago, or not last year in college football, and he was already taking a let's snap. Talk about, let's talk about George Pickens. George George Pickens, bro. Oh, my gosh. Tore his ACL in spring ball? In spring ball, and he's and literally, he, and he, he caught, a, last, de- he caught a deep ball against a- Alabama. He's playing against Michigan, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to play against Michigan, bro. He's probably going to get more snaps, too, because he's oh. got, he played... He played against um, Georgia Tech was his first game, and he had one catch on like a four-yard hitch. Then he played against uh, Bama, and he had that deep ball. He was open for a touchdown, by the way. He was open for like an 80-yard touchdown. Part of me. And the mailman sent a mail, sent some mail to a pick hey. six. Hey, it happened. Hey, part of me wants to lock him down because I'm a Michigan fan. Another part of me wants him to ball out a little bit because I want the Jaguars to get him. I, he's so good, bro. I've been on the pick. No, th- I was on the Elijah Moore train last year longer than anybody. I'm on the Pickens train longer than anybody this year. Man, you got the Elijah Moore train, and man, we didn't whiff on that one. Jaguars I'm pretty good. Jaguars not us. Not to not to float my own boat too much, but I'm pretty good with receivers. Like I like DK Metcalf that one year. You're like I the like- receivers guy, and I my claim to fame was the Herbert. I was gonna say you're you're the quarterback guy. Kenny Pickett, QB one. I agree on that. Uh, you you put me on Kenny Pickett, but I was on it like not long after. Kenny Pickett is so good. I don't care if he has eight and seven, eight hands. I he wears <laughs> gloves. Who gives a damn? Broken broken sling it. Big slide Kenny. <laughs> he changed the game, bro. He changed the, he changed game, the game, baby. He changed the game. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is so much fun. All right, Broncos at Raiders. So Tim Tebow versus uh, Derek Carr. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Did you see Derek? Uh, Carr, did you see Derek Carr uh, was struggling against the COVID uh, Cleveland Browns? Yeah. Is it Teddy Bridgewater like dead? Yeah, it's Drew Locke starting. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders too. This is this is a game I could pick differently. It's just too big of a risk for my liking. Yeah. But I, I don't like I Brick Basaccio or whatever his name is. Brick Basaccio. Versace, he's a bum. Um, he's got them bows about to be in the playoffs, dog. What do you mean? 
They just won, didn't they? Oh yeah, I forget. If they make the playoffs, that's a load of garbage. Just say it. They made the playoffs after everything that happened with Gruden and Henry Ruggs. If you look at the whole AFC picture, though, it's like everybody's in the I hunt, know. and then there's us three. Like seven and seven, and then mm, three and whatever, three and ten or eleven, and then two and whatever the hell we are. Speaking of the well. Jets, Mike Lafleur is a bum. He's his brother's way better. Uh, all right, where were we? Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs. Yep, Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> Probably, and I hate it. <laughs> I picked. I'm hoping for my Kevin O'Connell uh, to the Super Bowl. I, I predict. I, I picked Rams. A, I picked Rams Bills, and it's not looking good for me. I picked a Rams Chiefs Rams win. Dark horse, Indy. I know Jonathan Taylor could win the MVP, bro. He takes, he, over, he takes over the game. Jonathan, I said this on Twitter. There is game speed and like 40 time speed. Jonathan Taylor's game speed is faster than his 40 time, bro. I'm not you know kidding. Who, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Another running back who wore 28 with the same last name. I knew you were going to. I knew you were going to say he, damn Fred Taylor. Dude, dude, he goes one yard, three yards, five yards, six yards, four yards, seven yards. Nine yards, three yards, seventy, out of nowhere, blink of an eye. Same shit Freddie used to do. Same shit. I I hate That's who it. He, is. he runs just like Fred. I I've been thinking the same thing, man, and it's sickening because the Jags are sitting in a division with the top two running backs in the game. That's why as I want rivals. us to get a good ass old line, man, because if ETN. Etn et and James Robinson. That's what we're gonna need. We're gonna need that duo. Like we need James Robinson hitting us consistently, and then Etn hitting those home runs. We need them to be Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. We need that. Oh my goodness, dude. That's what we need. I need, but I don't know if that's what Etn's gonna be. A lot of talk around training camp is just, they didn't see that from him. But if he can just be a, a running back who's fast, like James, or like James, uh, not James, Jonathan Taylor, bro. I remember during training camp, there were moments where it's like everybody was like, okay, there's that speed we were talking about. You know what I'm saying? He, I just hope he still has it after the injury. Yeah. He luckily got the lesser of the injury. He didn't get the one that uh, MJD yeah. had the harder one. All right. Next pick. Uh, Washington at Cowboys. <laughs> you got to go with my boy Kellen Moore, the Cowboy. I can't take Washington after what they did last time. <laughs> I the can't trust, bro. <laughs> what? They almost made a comeback, bro. They almost made a comeback because Dak Prescott threw a pick six. They would, I think, if Tyler Taylor Heineke didn't get hurt at the end of that game or whatever happened, and Kyle Allen was in the game, I think they would have tied it up. I hate that Curtis Samuel got hurt. Curtis Samuel has been hurt all year long. I hate it for them because I was really high. And now he's on the COVID list. He didn't really get hurt with Carolina, man. I just don't get it. I I don't know. I've seen some people getting giving Dallas like Kyrie Elam and stuff in the draft, and it's like Kyrie Elam lockdown plus Trayvon Diggs ball hawk. That would be sickening. Uh, he's not falling that far, but yeah, I mean they should they should. I've seen some people have Sauce Gardner going to the Cowboys too. I'm like, why? They do probably you need that? to go defense. I just I don't know. If it's what they pick at, what you want to go? I guess I don't know. Yeah, the Cowboys are the Cowboys could go a lot of places. Offense is stacked, like stacked, stacked in the sense that they don't need to draft one in the first round. Nobody probably. They could go corner because Trayvon Diggs, yeah. like I said, the ball hawk. They need a lockdown corner though. Don't get well, another safety. ball they hawk. They could go safety too. Yeah, they Max could go Daxton Hill. Out. We on that same link. Daxton Hill, dog. 
I think I don't think the drop off. I mean, there is a drop off, but I don't think it's as egregious as people make it seem between him and Kyle Hamilton. There's also Jaquan Brisker. Kyle Hamilton also is just like six four and like. Kyle <laughs> Hamilton is also literally, I arguably a generational safety. Dax Hill's good, man. People don't give him enough credit. Dax Hill would be a safety one, probably in plenty of drafts. I need him, it's just. I need, I need him to lock down that tight end from Georgia. That's Georgia, right. Brock Bowers. Yeah, I need him to be shadowing him all game long. I hate Brock Bowers, dude. You just hate him because people say he's better than Kyle Pitts. It's not true. You know it's not true. You can still like Brock Bowers. Hate people who say he's better than Kyle Pitts. I know. Don't hate Brock, the player. Brock Bowers is so damn good. It's, he it's is. Annoying. That's why I need Dax Hill to cover up. I Brock also Bowers hate him. Is, is going to be tight end one in, what, 2024? Easily, probably. They, they, is, he a, I, I, is he a true freshman? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's tied in one in 2024 by far, easily. All day. Dude, and they got Darnell Washington. They got this dude who's like seven foot at tight end. Did you see in the ba- – you were watching the Bama game, right? No. There, there, there was in the Bama game. They were uh, – Georgia was – they were down already, but they were in like the red zone. Literally, he ran straight over Henry Toa Toa, and, and um, Bennett just lobbed it up. Literally just straight up, and this dude literally just stood and grabbed it. He didn't even jump; just literally went up and grabbed it. All right, he's literally like six eight, dude. He's like yeah. Calais Campbell playing tight end, yeah, but actually Jaguars. good. No, I'm gonna say the Jaguars. Michigan needs to decapitate that guy. <laughs> Take his head off. Take one for the team. Put your is four anybody, string safety. Put your four string safety out there. Have a good targeting call. Is anybody <laughs> is anybody tall enough though? This dude's like a freaking. Have any punches and close item. Oh my god! There's T Rex arms that people say he has. PFF has them. Darno Washington and Brock Bowers as the two highest graded tight ends in college football. Nice. Makes me sick to my stomach. But anyways, final game of the predictions: Dolphins at Saints. Not the final. It's the second to last game. Oh yeah, I always forget. You said Dolphins at Saints. Yeah. Saints. Dolphins Miami, got a little tear. But... Miami on their run still. Yeah, they've won like seven straight. Let me look at the Saints real quick. Saints defense is too nasty, in my opinion, to pick yeah. Tua. Tua almost sold. Speaking of the Saints defense, Dennis Allen's going to get looks. Dennis Allen? Yeah. Is he the Saints defense coordinator? Oh, yeah. Saints coordinator. I don't know why I was thinking. I didn't. I thought he was freaking. He's the Saints defense coordinator. I thought, right? I thought he was Dennis a freaking player, bro. Oh, no. Dennis Allen, he used to be the head coach. He was the head coach of the Raiders a while ago. They, he was bad. But, I mean, who's Raiders? Yeah, St. Stephen's corner, Dennis Allen. That dude, he owns Brady, bro. <laughs> I know, unless it's the playoffs. Fair. But that's because Brady is a different animal in the playoffs. Anyway, I'm going Saints. Are you going Saints or, or I'm going. I'm going Saints as well. All right. The matchup you've all been waiting for. The Jets, Jaguars. Jaguars in New York the day after Christmas. They all, had a good, they all have a good day with their families. Just kidding. They're probably practicing. The Jaguars are probably traveling. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go Jets, but I hope Trevor Lawrence looks better than Zach Wilson. Oh, my gosh. I'm not ready for the narratives, dude. It's going to happen. It's coming. It's coming. They're gonna, it's coming for him, and it's coming next week versus Mac Jones. It's coming. I already dealt with the narratives this week against Davis Mills. Now I'm going to deal with the narratives of freaking Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. I hope I'm... Campbell owns him. Oh my gosh! I need Campbell to Campbell. I we didn't use our we didn't use a takeaway on him. Campbell has six week PFF posted this stat. The past six weeks, he has not allowed more than thirty five yards receiving in a game. He's playing elite. 
He's turning the corner faster than AJ Terrell turned his corner after being dog shit. Yeah. He's it, the next AJ. He's the next AJ Terrell. Like next year. John Shi- be- John Shipley had to do that. Oh, just you you got to keep in mind that they're playing zone now. Not to take anything away, but. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. He keeps progressing that over. He might be all pro here too. Mm. Jalen Ramsey v two. Jalen Ramsey's uh, my man. He's better than CJ Henderson ever was. No, oh, CJ Henderson was a bum. Even though CJ Henderson locked down Devontae Adams that one game. <laughs> he no, got one game. Beat, he got beat egregiously on that touchdown. He he got yeah, CJ, that one game before he punched that ball out. <laughs> man, man, we were lit. Man. We were lit. That was and the Colts high. game, and that Colts game, and the yeah. first game of the season. We locked down. Uh, Old man, Ty. That was when CJ Hive was at was at peak. <laughs> CJ Hive. Tyson. Tyson. Crumbling down. Have we already played the Colts twice? No, we played them last game of the no, season. We them last game of the season, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, the um, Tyson's, Tyson's going Tyson's to lock down old man T.Y. too. Mm-hmm. He's going to lock down Pittman, too. Is it Pittman hurt? I don't, I don't know. I don't he got know. hurt this past week, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well. Rip Bozo. I'm not sure for how long. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rip Bozo. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm picking the Jets by 50. <laughs> I'm the Jets, but I hope Trevor Lawrence looks better. Than- we say this every week, bro. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just need it, man. Come on. The defense isn't that good. The corners aren't that great. Come on. They're co- the corners aren't good. It doesn't matter how... It doesn't matter. Are the, the Texans' corners good? No. Then they got that one guy. Lonnie Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> Shut the... He's better than anybody the Jets have. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Yeah, Bryce yeah. Hall, Bryce Hall is pretty good. What do you mean? He's, he's not good. <sighs> Give me the he Jets. No Marvin Jones, bro, come on. Give me the Jets. Um... Visca, screen routes, man. He doesn't drop them. Give me <laughs> the Jets. Give me the Jets. Thirty-five to. No, no, no way. Yeah, thirty-five is too much. Uh, give me the Jets. Give me the Jets. Twenty-eight to. No, no. 28 to 12. Jets, 24. Jaguars, 6. 12 is very generous on my part. I'm going 6. No, I think they'll score a little more. We put 16 on Houston. I think Houston's defense is better than the Jets, even though they had seven players out for COVID and four starters. They didn't I just have... think about that. Just think about that. They had seven starters out for COVID. Four of them, I think, were on defense. They didn't have my guy. They didn't have my guy Grenard in there. I'm gonna go 24-10 Jets. I'll go. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. We give up a kick return touchdown again. Give me actually. Give me 21. Give me 21-14. Hmm. 24-10. That's what I'm going. Actually, no. 20, two touchdowns is too much. Give me 24. Uh, 24-9. Yeah, I'm not doing stat predictions. I'm I'm, I'm bored of it. Yeah, what's the Lingard's point? probably going to have seven tackles, but he'll still get called dog shit. Everybody sucks. What do we got to care about? Yeah, I don't care about stat predictions anymore. All right. That is all for the podcast this week. It was a long one, making up for last week. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, do all that stuff. And uh, give us how you guys f- – comment down below how you guys feel about the coaching hire, uh, coaching hires that we think should happen, what you guys think should happen. All that stuff. If you think Byron Leftwich should be the coach, don't even bother commenting. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't love it. 
Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to like, comment, share, do all that stuff. It'd be really appreciated if you shared. We're trying to get, we're trying to get our stonks up. Uh, get the stonks up. Stonks. Stonks. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.